Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Rachel Howe about her tangled-themed wedding at the Grand Floridian. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she incorporated tangled in her day and get some ideas in case you were interested in doing something similar for your day. So welcome, Rachel. Hi, Carrie. I am so glad to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to get married at Disney. Well, I love Disney. I have, like, since forever. My family used to go every couple of years when we were younger. And my husband hadn't been since he was 13. And so I told him shortly after we met that one day I was going to take him. And I think it was about Three years after we were dating, I saved all my money, worked a whole summer, and took him to Disney World for like a trip. And my family used to go all the time, so I knew all the tips and tricks for planning. So I took him to all my favorite restaurants, and we did it. It was great. It was our, we always said it was our best trip ever. And we couldn't wait to go back. Uh, at that time, I think I'd seen the wedding pavilion before on, you know, when you're riding on the monorail, but I hadn't ever looked into their weddings and stuff so a few years later our best friends got engaged and of course that made me interested in looking at wedding stuff and I found out <laughs> Disney does weddings and I was like Dan look at this you can ride in Cinderella's carriage and look at all the you don't know the castle and he was like I don't know he wasn't really into it and then it must have been I don't know a year later two years later we, we, yeah, we weren't engaged yet. We weren't talking about getting engaged, but we were, I remember we were sitting at an outback steakhouse and he said, you know, I've been thinking if we ever do decide to get married, I think I'd be okay with getting married at Disney. <laughs> I have no idea what changed his mind. He says it's because of the convenience because by then I told him, look, they take care of everything, food, decoration, travel, you just have to show up. It's great. And so when we did get engaged, I, we didn't even research. Like there was no looking at other venues. There was no discussion. It was just like, oh, okay, I got to go figure out when we can call Disney. And I started a Pinterest for it. I mean, there was no discussion. So I guess that, that discussion at Outback was the decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So then did you go with wishes because of your guest count or was there a reason you chose that over escape? My family's huge. I'm the oldest of five kids and my Brother and sister both have significant others, and we had at least 10 to 12 friends we wanted to invite, and then there's his family. So I knew before we even started considering people outside of family and like immediate friends who were going to be in the wedding party that we were probably looking at a wishes wedding. Plus, you get to do a lot of fun stuff with wishes. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so then how did your friends and family react when they found out where you were going to get married? 
they were not surprised at all. Like no one, no one was surprised. Um, I actually remember telling my dad and my dad looked at my stepmom and said, see, I told you we should have bet money on it. (laughs) But everyone was actually really excited. We were engaged for three years before we finally, around three years before we finally called Disney to, you know, set up a date. Uh, and look, and so by the time we made the formal announcement, a year in advance of the actual wedding, everybody kind of knew. So everyone had sort of been saving and planning and knew it was coming. And we had a lot of positive receipt about where we were getting married. That's great. It really worked out well for you then. Mm-hmm. How many guests ended up making the trip and how far did they have to come? So we live in Maryland. And actually, everybody except for three of our guests were from Maryland. The other three were from Michigan. We invited 50 people and had 32 show up. That's great. It was awesome. (laughs) So when you were planning, how did you decide on your ceremony and reception locations? Before Dan was on board with getting married in Disney, He had really wanted to get married in a more traditional setting. Probably a church, wasn't sure. Neither of us is incredibly religious. I was really, well, I was into Disney or something outside. So the wedding pavilion was a really nice compromise between the two because it's in Disney and you can see the castle and it's got those, there's a lot of light and it doesn't need a lot of decoration. And it was semi-traditional church looking. So when I showed that to Dan, that was what we both agreed would be really nice. And then the Grand Floridian was more of a pragmatic decision than anything else. It's really close to the wedding pavilion within walking distance, so we wouldn't need a whole lot of transportation. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a tangled theme to your event, and a big component of this was having the two main characters there. Can you tell me a bit about how that worked and how else you incorporated Tangled into your wedding? I'd love to, and it's a funny story, because when we went to our planning session, we were not having a Tangled wedding. Interesting. (laughs) We were going to have Tangled aspects. I had always planned to use this really cute Tangled wedding ornament that I had bought a few years back as the cake topper, and we talked about having Rapunzel and Flynn come to the wedding. That was sort of sort of it on where we had, were going to use Tangled. I had decided about six months after we got engaged and then stuck to it for the next two and a half years that my bridesmaids were going to be princess-inspired, so um, they all wore the same dress with different colors inspired by different Disney princesses, and then I let them pick out hairstyles and makeup and jewelry and accessories. They could pick whatever they want. I was really happy when they all took to heart picking jewelry and hairstyles inspired by their princesses, because that's what I had secretly hoped for, but I wasn't going to force anyone to do that. So, <laughs> And my it was actually my husband's idea to have all of the centerpieces be inspired by different Disney movies. So for Aladdin, we might have like colored jars and a genie lamp and for Beauty and the Beast, you know, a rose and a jar and some candles. And, and that was him. So he got into it. And so he showed up. I had done all this Pinteresting. We got to our planning session. 
And we found out we could do hanging lanterns from our planner. And that made me really excited. So we had already decided to do hanging lanterns. And we pulled up the Pinterest with all these ideas. And we were talking about how we were going to organize the tables. I didn't want to do a head table with the wedding party because that was about half of our guests. And I felt it would be weird to just put everybody else at little tables. And we didn't want to do a sweetheart table because my husband's really, really social. And he felt like he'd be isolated and wanted to talk to our guests and our family and friends because it was such a small group. So our planner, Jamie, who was just amazing, was like, well, we could do Roman tables. So we did two long Roman tables. And when she was describing to us the room layout, she was like, we can put the dance floor here, and we can put some high tables here. We can have two tables, like the Rapunzel and Flynn table here. And when she said it, she was just talking. So when we got to working with Sarah the florist, and we're looking at the Pinterest page, and we're going like, we could do a bell theme here, and an Aladdin theme here, and a Snow White theme here. I was trying to figure out how to do that. You know, do we put three centerpieces down the long table? What do we do for tablecloths? And... I looked at Dan and I went, you know, when Jamie said the Rapunzel table and the swing table, I really liked that. And he was like, well, we've already got hanging lanterns and the cake's going to be tangled themed. Let's just go for it. So <laughs> <laughs> like mid thing we switched and we ended up having a Rapunzel table and a Flynn table. And so we chose a pinky purple color for the tablecloth with a gold purple overlay for the Rapunzel table and for the Flynn table we had I can't remember now and I'm not looking at the pictures so uh, it was either blue with like a brown burlap over the top or the other way around and then I told our florist I want the centerpieces to be a classy not cheesy nod to the, the movie and the characters you know, you can put the wanted sign, paintbrushes, candles, flowers, but I don't want a lot of flowers. I I was more into the candles and less floral. And then I said, this is your job. I am not creative. Go. <laughs> I was like, that's what I want. And go. So she came up with the hanging lantern idea. She She sent me a few weeks later. She's like, I was thinking about it. I saw your eyes light up when you talked about the hanging lanterns. You said it's your favorite scene. Here's my idea. So what ended up happening is we had on each of the tables on opposite ends, there was one lantern. And then the ones that were hanging were arranged in such a way that they were supposed to look like they were rising up into the, the ceiling. And the centerpieces were the one lantern that the king and queen release. It's the only one that has the sun on it in the movie. So... Fun fact, if you didn't know, everybody go watch Tangled and <laughs> <laughs> you'll see that's the only one with that, that beautiful sun on it. She made little wreaths that went around it with the golden yellow lily. And then on the film table, we had a wanted poster that was on a nice little easel. And those, those were, it was very simple. Then there were just lots of lights. She did candles, little tea light candles arranged in swirls. Our cake was tangled. It had the wedding ornament with that also had lanterns. I really, really liked the lanterns. <laughs> there were lanterns coming off the cake. And they lit up? They did. They had little LED lights in them. 
I was very excited. <laughs> That's cool. Did you send them a drawing of what you were thinking of or how did you get that design worked out? I didn't actually. I said, I have this cool tangled wedding ornament that I want to use as the topper. And Jamie said, hold on just a second. And she went and pulled up a picture of a cake, a similar cake to what we had that they'd done before. It's the Mad Hatter style, so the kind of off-kilter tiered cake. And it had these LED lanterns on it. And I said, yes, I want that. <laughs> so somebody else had already come up with this. But I was like, but can you put my topper on it too? <laughs> she was like, yes, we can make that work. And so we made some modifications to it. And again, my husband, with all the creativity, wanted to change around the base of each tier. The design that she had pulled up had little I don't know, it was pearls or beads or something. Uh, he was like, can we make that a golden braid instead so that it looks like Rapunzel's hair? And I was like, you, this is why we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, like I said, I am not creative. I just kind of put it in the hands of the people who know what they're doing. <laughs> and they, they made it work. It was beautiful. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about having that character pair of Rapunzel and Flynn? Did they make you get a backdrop or how did that work? Any of the face characters can be requested. So we told them we'd love to have Rapunzel and Flynn. At our planning session, she said, we can probably make that work, but we have to check. So we actually didn't find out until we got our DEO that they were confirmed. They are some of the characters that do require a backdrop. So they, they had to have a backdrop, but it was great. She said, we'll put it behind the cake. It'll be like a, a nice decoration. Your guests can take photos there. And then um, and you can tell them that. She's like, you can tell them it's like a photo spot. And then we'll surprise everybody with Rapunzel and Flynn. We had them for 25, I guess it's a 30-minute session, but they get like a five-minute break or something. But they were just there the whole time. So I don't know if they ever actually left for a break or whatever. <laughs> um, and that was it. We were told, you know, we can take pictures. They'll talk to our guests. They can't do, like Mickey and Minnie will actually dance with you and cut the cake and stuff like that. But they do not. So they, they it's kind of like you just get your own private meet and greet line basically but it was amazing it was like they stepped out of the the movie and it was so much fun so we only had two kids and I was really nervous about getting characters because I was like they're going to be there for 30 minutes and I know I'm going to be really excited to see them but I don't know what we're going to do if it's just me and the two kids <laughs> <laughs> turns out they were so energetic and so engaging every single one of our guests went over and took pictures and I have no idea what Rapunzel and Flynn were talking to them about but I have some funny pictures where it looks like Rapunzel was making fun of my dad and having a very interesting conversation with my mom and she really liked my one braidsmaid who was Rapunzel inspired she had a braid with flowers in her hair so of course Rapunzel was a fan of that and Flynn had the crown. So it was just, they were so much fun. I'm really happy that we had them. That's awesome. And then when it was time to cut the cake, did they just step off to the side? or Because their backdrop was right behind the cake, right? Mm -hmm. We actually, so the order was we did the cake first and ate cake. And they took the table away. And there was some dancing, and then Rapunzel and Finn showed up as our special guests. 
Okay. Can you then give me a timeline of how the entire day ran? <laughs> yes, I'd love to. It started really, really early. <laughs> I had four bridesmaids and myself and um, my mom, who are all getting hair and or makeup done. We had three girls show up who were doing hair and makeup, and we started at 3 a.m. Yes, for a 10 a.m. ceremony. We started at 3 a.m., but it's okay. We are all ready to go on time. My photographer showed up at about 7 to do a few getting ready photos. I had a corset dress, so she thought it was going to take a really long time, but apparently my matron of honor and I are pros, and uh, that was the quickest that she's ever seen anyone get into a corseted dress, so pretty proud of myself there. We were staying at Coronado Springs, so we had time to run out and take a few photos out in front of Coronado Springs. Everybody showed up at the Grand Floridian between 7.30 and 8 to do some First look photos, bridal party portraits, family photos, and we got through all of those so fast. Dan and I had plenty of time to run around and take pictures in the Grand Floridian lobby and just outside. Um, then we went over to the wedding pavilion, had about five or ten minutes to sit around in the little bride's vestibule, uh, and then, you know, off we went. Had the ceremony that took, I don't know, 20 minutes. We did a pedal toss, so, you know, they had everybody line up, and we came back around, and they threw pedals at us. You know, I didn't think I needed to teach people how to throw pedals, but I kind of wish I had, because <laughs> most of them were, like, right at our face. They just, like, threw <laughs> right at our face. And it's funny, because you can see it in some of the pictures. Um, <laughs> future brides, you should, if you're going to do a pedal toss, maybe, maybe teach people how to throw, throw pedals gently. Then we made it over to the pre-reception, and actually, we were just so efficient in getting all of our photos done. We got there. We had time to sit down, regroup. They brought us a couple of our pre-reception snacks in this little room. They like took us off to a little room to, to gather ourselves, so um, we had the most amazing pot stickers at our pre-reception, and I gobbled up like four of them while we sat there. And then we actually had time to go into the ballroom and see it before everybody else. And I was so happy they let us do that. I was blown away. Like, all I had seen was on paper Sarah's idea for what the room was going to look like. So walking in was amazing. And our photographers had been in there, so they had time to, like, set up. And they got some really good pictures of me looking like a kid in a candy shop. And then... We did a first dance that was choreographed, and we had been practicing, and we had practiced in my slip, the poofy thing that went under my dress, and my heels, but I had never done the whole thing in my dress, which the slip is a little shorter than the dress. The dress came all the way down to the floor. So our DJ was set up, and we asked if he could play the music, and we got a chance to practice our first dance before we did it in front of everybody. And it was amazing because that was also the first time that we had totally nailed the dance, ah. like the whole way through, without messing up. But we were like high-fiving and we were like, all right, let's not blow it on take two. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the reception. So it was, and let's see, so everything wrapped up by three o'clock. We had a three-hour reception and a one-hour pre-reception. So I think we were done by three. And then we headed back to the room. 
changed and invited a couple friends back to the park and we went and hung out at the park the rest of the day. That's awesome. Where were your guests for the cocktail hour while you were practicing your dance? Our pre-reception was in the White Hall room and patio. So they actually had it from an, uh, us in a separate room for the for pre-reception. Actually kind of opposite end of the convention center. Really. Oh, interesting. Okay. Did you add any other events to your day, like a dessert party for a welcome party or anything like that? We did do a dessert party, but we actually did it the night before in place of a rehearsal dinner. Oh, that's great. Where were you? We were at UK Rockside, <laughs> which is very popular and also really cool because it's really close to the fireworks. So I had not heard of dessert parties until I started listening to your podcast. And I remember coming home and being like, Dan, I really want to do this dessert party thing because it sounds amazing. <laughs> and I told him about it. And I was like, but I don't know if it's going to fit because they used to, if I remember correctly, they used to allow you to include it as like towards your food and enhancements if you did it on the day of the wedding, but they don't do that now. So initially I've been wanting to do it on the day of the wedding. And I was like, but if it's not going to be part of the enhancements, we kind of already um, ended up having an unintended expenditure already. And I was I was hesitant to do it, but then actually my father and his father both approached us wanting to do some sort of formal rehearsal thing, and they offered to pay, so I was like, you know what, let me talk to our planner, we got some we got some quotes back, and we got it to a point where both of our dads were happy to split it, and so we got to have the dessert party, and so we did it as sort of in place of our rehearsal dinner, and it was awesome. Uh, we had a couple guests who've never been to Disney, and we've had you know, guests who hadn't been to Disney a very long time. And this was just a really unique way to share what I love about Disney because nobody does fireworks quite like them. And everybody, I don't think everyone has ever been that close to such an awesome fireworks display. We had people telling us that fireworks are ruined for them now because <laughs> they weren't going to be quite like that. And that was, a, we didn't do anything fancy for our dessert party. We did little LED lights and glass pillars and we did mickey ice cream bars churros and like a fruit parfait because we had a couple of guests who were either gluten-free or diabetic and then the only other thing we did and it was funny because we did these mickey glasses so you like put them on and you look at the fireworks or light and it kind of turns the light into little mickey heads right and our planner had told us about them and Dan and I are like, I don't know if the adults are going to be that into it, but we have a few kids who are going to be there. So everyone who came to our wedding was invited to our rehearsal dinner dessert party because it was such a small group and it was most of those people anyway who would be invited to a normal rehearsal dinner. So we just invited everybody. And um, I was like, let's get 10 of these Mickey glasses. So we got 10 of the making glasses, and I said, for the kids and me. And that's what I told the planner. So on our BEO, it actually said 10 Mickey glasses for kids and bride. <laughs> <laughs> and we got there, and I was showing people what they were. I was trying to show the kids. I was like, hey, guys, check these out. And, of course, all of our friends and parents and everybody were like, oh, what are these? And they were a hit. And I was really sad we hadn't gotten more because then here's, like, 34 people trying to share 10 glasses. They're all like passing them around like, oh my gosh, you've got to look at the lights. And, the fireworks. <laughs> and 
it was really funny. I was like, man, I should have gotten more of those. That's a good tip. People act like kids a lot more in Disney than you would expect. Right, definitely. So when you were planning, what were the most and least important aspects where you either spent a little or saved a little in order to achieve your vision? Going into everything, photography was the most important. And that was kind of where the unintended expenditure happened. We were originally planning to go with Disney for photography, but I was having a hard time, you know, feeling a connection with any of the the pictures that I'd been looking at. And I stumbled across our, the photographer we ended up using by accident. I was looking up Tangled-inspired wedding pieces and came across the only other wedding in Disney World that she had photographed, and the bride had used the same ornament on her cake. And that's how I stumbled across her blog. And turns out she loves Disney, and she had the most beautiful photographs. And I was like, okay, that's it. I have to... I was like, this is, I didn't know what I was looking for, but this was it. So we ended up going with outside photography, which was not something that I had originally planned. But this was going to be the memories of our big day for, for the rest of our lives. So that was important. And then it wasn't the decor necessarily or the food or anything specific, but just we were willing to spend money on having a good time with our friends and having this magical fairy tale feeling to our wedding that we'd been talking about for the past three years. And so when that turned out to be having floating lanterns and this really cool cake that is probably the most expensive cake I have ever eaten in my life um, or having Rapunzel and Flynn that's what ended up being important because those are, I still talk about it. I still, all the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had so much fun at our wedding. Remember when we had been in pencil? That was awesome. I really wish we could do that again. And everybody loved the cake. The pictures of people walking in and seeing the room and seeing the cake. I just, I have pictures of people pointing with their mouths open and like taking pictures as they're walking in the room. I just, People will remember, I will remember, and it was a lot of fun. So it ended up being a lot of things that were important but so that we could have those memories. Least important were flowers. I didn't, my initial plan was to just do our own flowers. We ended up having Disney do the flowers because we weren't going to be doing photography through them, but my friend was going to help me make them. Didn't care about getting the chairs. We had the shivari chairs on our BEO at first. And I was like, nah, I'd rather get this cool cake. So (laughs) things that people weren't going to remember or keep or use. So in terms of favors, we did Rice Krispie Treats because people would eat them. I wanted to be something that people will use or eat or enjoy. We didn't do programs for the ceremony or menus for the reception. Um, When we sent out invitations, we didn't do paper save the dates. I did emails and we did formal invitations with RSVP cards, but we didn't include anything else. So there wasn't like a a schedule. I just did regular email updates and a, a wedding website to keep everyone updated. You know, we didn't have an additional invitation for the reception. I just included the extra information in an email blast. Um, stuff like that. 
just things that people weren't going to use. Got it. Okay. So from all these wonderful things that you had at your wedding, what turned out to be your favorite memory of the day? (laughs) So I have two in no particular order. The biggest one I think was saying our vows. We wrote our own vows and as part of the ceremony, our officiant, Reverend Glenn, had asked us both to write a paragraph about why we love each other and send it to him. And we weren't supposed to share with each other. So we did that. And he told us when we talked with him, probably back in October, that he would read them as part of the ceremony. My husband either forgot or just wasn't paying attention. So he had no idea when that was coming. And the way that the vow exchange went is the officiant read this paragraph I had written, and then Dan was supposed to say his vows. Now, we wrote our vows the day before, and he was all gung-ho about memorizing them and getting up there. And I was like, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read mine. Well, not to toot my own horn, but I, I did a pretty good job writing my, my paragraph that the officiant read. And so he gets about two sentences in, and the husband lost it. Aww. He just, he started bawling. And of course, then he had to get his paper out, his like backup paper with his vows, because he had been a little knocked off of his center. But I had heard brides say that, you know, the day goes by so fast, and they don't remember anything. And so I had told myself I was going to focus on how I felt and the words that were being said and my husband. And so that moment, I will never forget. And it wasn't that I was happy to see him cry. I was happy to see that the words I had written touched him and meant something to him and that they affected him. And it was, it was a sweet moment to see how much he cared because it made him cry. <laughs> I will remember seeing his face change, and I remember the words that the officiate was saying, and I'm really glad I didn't let that moment slip by. And then on the total other end of that spectrum, so that was like really sweet, my <laughs> other favorite memory was meeting Rapunzel and Flynn. <laughs> they came in, and we had one little girl who was eight, and she beat me to Rapunzel. But I was next and, you know, Rapunzel came up and gave me this big hug like we were best friends and was jumping up and down saying, this is the best day ever. And I was like, this is the best day ever. And it was, and they were awesome. I have so many pictures. Flynn showed us the crown and there are, there's this one picture of me when they came into the room and I just, I look so excited. <laughs> Not sure if I looked that excited in any other of our wedding photos, but I was. Just as excited to marry my husband, I promise. Um, (laughs) I had never met Flynn. I love to collect the character signatures and the pictures, and he's not out for regular greets anymore. So that was also just kind of a unique way to get that experience. That's great. So then was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? I was prepared for things to go wrong. Everyone said something would go wrong. It's inevitable. Actually, I have to say no. We had one kind of issue. The evening before the wedding, we discovered that Men's Warehouse had forgotten to include shoes for the best man. 
And this was at like 5.30 and they closed at 6. So when Dan called, of course, they were like, you know, you have to get here by 6 or we can't really help you. And we didn't have a car. We used Disney's transportation. So I was like, look, call Jamie. That was our planner. And I, I said, just ask her, you know, is there anywhere on property we could rent shoes or buy shoes or what's the closest place to get shoes? I'm, you know, I'm sure this isn't the first time it's happened. Well, um, Jamie called Men's Warehouse and called us back and said that the manager would be coming by this evening to drop off the <laughs> shoes after she got done with a bridal show that evening. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Jamie. So, that you know, I would have been fine going to pick up shoes somewhere else, but Jamie was a lifesaver and came through with that. So the, the shoes arrived and... We had shoes for everybody, and that was it. Everything else, like, got ready on time, had plenty of time to take pictures. The, all the food was amazing, and everything that was on our video, and everything we had wanted was there. The cake looked perfect. The decorations were amazing. And maybe it's because I didn't have my heart set on any one peculiar thing, just the overall feel of the wedding since I kind of let Disney do their thing, but it was perfect. It was smooth. Everyone was where they needed to be. Yeah, nothing went wrong. That's great to hear. I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Transportation. I was really nervous that people were not going to be able to get where they needed to get. We didn't spend a lot on transportation. We provided a couple one-way vans for family to get to the Grand Floridian for pictures before the ceremony and we provided we did a limo charter for us and the bridal party and that was it I kind of left everybody else to their own devices I had been prepping them sending them like maps and aerial views of the Magic Kingdom if they were going to be using transportation I was like look you're going to catch a bus from here to here and then you're going to walk along this line to either get on this bus or to get on the monorail. I was like, give yourself two hours. I didn't want to spend the money. And so I was really worried about people getting where they needed to be. But everybody made it. And it was apparently not a big deal at all. So stressed for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Not really. I was incredibly happy with the wedding day itself. and. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. So do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? My advice is probably something that everyone or many brides have said on your show before. But for those brides and grooms who are listening for the first time, and this is the first show they tune into, I would say trust your planner and your florist. If you're going with the Disney theme like we did, Nobody does Disney better than Disney. So they love Disney. They're creative and good at what they do. And they want to help make your dreams come true. That's why they work for Disney's fairy tale weddings and honeymoons. If you give them an idea, they will run with it and make it magical. And I would also say ask. The worst they can say is no. And if you don't ask, you'll never know how it could have turned out. And so... We really wanted Rapunzel and Finn there, and I'm 
glad we asked because I've done a lot of research trying to see if there were any other weddings that had had them and I hadn't found any online and I was like you know what let's just ask and turned out to be one of my favorite parts of the wedding so they can probably do pretty much anything (laughs) is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day our photographer did do a blog post her website is www.katherineannphotography and ann is a-n-n no e dot com and then um if you look under weddings you and go back our wedding was on april 8 2016 so you can find it there the actual website is a lot of words so maybe carrie if you want you can post the link yes yeah i will put that in the post for this show on disneyweddingpodcast.com great Well, Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone planning a wishes event at Walt Disney World, and especially for someone who's interested in having characters like Rapunzel and Flynn, who you don't see as much at weddings. So I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm happy to share our experience, and I hope it helps future Disney brides and grooms. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>